You're listening to Black Humboldt's second season of Black Aesthetic. And we're celebrating our love for Black arts and culture within Humboldt County. K.M. Ross, popping shots, killing things, and making stuff. Hey, hey, it's your girl, Mo. Mom artist extraordinaire. Baby, baby. Hey, y'all, it's your favorite wiggler and giggler, the flowy healer, and fluffy unicorn, Livia. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, it's Tina, the songstress who helps the youth. For years, I tried to put myself in a box, and it frustrated me. So I had to let go and let the universe take its course. Billy Porter. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Mo, with the BH Hub. Welcome to season two of The Black Aesthetic. This season, we have two new Hub members that we want to welcome, Livia Love and Tina Okoye. Hi. So welcome. We got KM Ross with us, too. What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? This is your girl, Tina. And I'm just wondering how y'all feeling about this season. I'm really excited. I had a blast listening to last season and getting to know community members. So I'm just really excited to hear from new community members or people that I maybe didn't know as well this time around. Yeah, I'm feeling that first season was so many people we were connected with. And we did so much more outreach this season that I'm so excited to meet all these awesome Black artists that I don't have personal relationships with. I'm also really excited to be part of this this season after experiencing the other side of it being interviewed. Uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about joining the hub. (laughs) And so like, we're all kind of artists in our own way. What has quarantine been like for you guys? Like art-wise, creating more? Are you creating different things? Like, I think that this pandemic has really changed my view on how important it is to really hone into any of your hobbies or talents you may have. Um, Specifically for me, singing has played and continues to play a huge role in my life. Um, And what's made it challenging with the pandemic is that I typically like to perform or be a part of choirs and things like that, that allow me to you know, express myself and share my talent with other people. Um, So while that's been hard, it's also this um, opportunity for me to really reflect and appreciate the time I've been able to have with others where we share this common um, enjoyment of singing and just expressing our lives through music. So... Yeah, um, quarantine has been a multitude of things, good, bad, ugly. Um, I think just being here today to speak about it is is an accomplishment in itself. Uh, As far as creating goes, uh, I'm I'm still creating. I had a block for a few. I keep having reoccurring blocks, but uh, I'm working through them and stuff. So just continue producing what I do. Yeah, I was having... I was having like the production. I don't even know what they call it, but when you feel like you have to be like productive or producing things, I feel like that was happening to me for a while. And then I fucking got over that shit and was like, stop the bullshit and like rest and heal. There's so much going on. But then I kind of had like this new like inspiration or whatever, where I was like, oh, remember when you used to like create because it was like fun and a hobby and I was able to 
like pick some hobbies back up and like do them with my son and my family. So different when you're used to being like a paid artist, you're like, oh, I create for work. And it's so easy to like get the two like mixed up with each other and forget why you started creating in the first place. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's funny you say that because, yeah, like I kind of went through the same thing where um, I needed to just like slow myself down. And I want to say like in probably around the end of the first season of the podcast, I was uh, I look back at like a lot of my work and I it just I just realized that I hadn't made anything for myself in, you know, four or five months. And so um, I had to really go out of my way and make sure that. I created things that I wanted to create, not just focusing on paid work, because that can that can flood your whole your whole uh, <laughs> your whole life if you let it. So uh, I like what I like you mentioning that because I was like I went through the same thing for sure. I took some time off from life at the beginning of the pandemic, and um, as I kind of figured out that pivots were going to be necessary, I just kept pivoting. Uh, any way that I could. <clears throat> and uh, I decided to open a new business that was completely based around art and artistry. And um, my little, you know, custom shop is pretty cool because I get to make clothes or keychains or cups or whatever I want with whatever sayings I want on it or anything like that. So that was kind of cool because there's always like these these thoughts rolling around in my head that are like, create this thing, make it happen. And I've never put it out into the world. And so this was an opportunity for me to actually produce the weird things that roll around in my noodle. And uh, it's been pretty cool to do. And I'm really excited about it. And um, being uh, part of the, like giving, being, having this opportunity to be part of the podcast also feeds another fire for me because I think it's really cool to do collaborative art with people. And I definitely think podcasting can be one of those things. So I, I'm, I'm happy that I'm getting to a point in the pandemic where I am actually creating and making art, you know, enjoying myself along the way. Cause this has been super fun. This little last season that, of pivoting that I've done. So I'm pretty juiced. I love um, like in the first season, we were asking everyone about current projects that they're working on. And it's so cool to hear what people are doing and like who they're trying to get involved with and like ways that it can be collaborative. Oh, yeah. First season, I totally scratched like half the stuff I was doing in my episode. So it's definitely uh, with all this time that we have, we uh, you get the opportunity to take on new tasks and kind of really evaluate what is worth your time and what isn't yeah I feel that I also feel like just the quarantine in general has like giving me a work schedule that is so much better just to do things I enjoy to do like I was actually able to be in two dance shows in the last year which before working at nine to five it's like 5 p.m comes I'm not doing anything extra like I'm going home and I'm stuck in like the cycle and like that ended and I was able to like create my own days. So it'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go do this. Or like, I'm going to spend two hours painting in the sun or whatever. Yeah, I definitely can relate to the the schedule changes. It's because uh, then you don't really feel bad if you if you decide to work late into the night because you're like, well, I, you know, I was laying outside all day. So, 
Yeah, um, I think it's just a healthier thing for humans in general. Like that's something we should keep after the pandemic. Like make your own hours and work when you can. I feel like everyone does better when they're able to be like, oh no, I'm going to like your friend calls and they're like, want to go for a walk? And you're like, yeah. But normally it's like, I would be like, oh, I'm at work. Motivation is not one of those nine to five things. I think that's what I learned as well. Cause I uh, was like running my business as if it were like grind, grind, grind. And I'm, there are times of night that I'm motivated. And then there are times of day that I'm just like, I'm not going to do anything except take this nap. And it's going to be a luxurious nap. And I'm real excited about that. So I think that that's one of the things is we're seeing production of amazing, beautiful things from all the different makers and artists and everything that we have in our community, because everyone's had the opportunity to really expand themselves and take that time when they have that feeling. And also to not feel bad if you don't have the, I think you kind of touched on that a little bit. Yeah. We, we all just society in general, we got bad layers to this white supremacist culture outlook, power hungry, like work ethic that we're all taught. And now we've had a chance for a whole year to like re relook at it and change what it looks like for like for so many people. But shout out to all those people that didn't get those opportunities, you know, and they had to be frontline workers. But I will say that I had the privilege to do so. And it has helped my creative being and being a creative worker so much. I'll say my productivity has definitely gone way beyond what I would have thought a year ago you know i've been way more productive and um maybe part of that is just having like a you know a clearer head a less less stressful working environment um you know another part of that is just getting getting better at what i do over time so you know i can't I, there's got there's contributions from both i think you know um but as far as the trajectory of productivity like it's not even close to uh being in an office so I'm wondering what kind of things you guys are looking forward to in your artist journey then. Since we talked about the last year, what's coming up? What are we excited for? Or like community events that we're going to be involved in or anything like that? Yeah, I think that when things start to open up again, I think music is just going to be that much more innovative and expressive and beautiful. And I really, really do look forward to that part of the journey. I am extremely excited for Juneteenth, whatever that looks like this year. I think we're planning virtual still, but um, it's I'm still looking forward to Juneteenth. Last year was great. The year before was amazing. Uh, let's see. I got a couple things that I'm working on, but unfortunately, I'm still hashing out the details and I'm unable to uh, announce anything at this point in time. However, uh, merch is still available, practice-successclothing.com. Uh, you can get merch, you can get prints. Uh, let's see. Follow get... on Insta, and then you'll have all the details you need when they're available. Yeah, if you follow km.ross on Instagram, that's where uh, the majority of my attention is. Um, and I'll let you let folks know when things are coming out. Uh, and just fair warning to anybody trying to get anything. Um, I generally only drop things for a very short amount of time. So once it's announced, you you need to get on it before uh, it's no longer available. Exclusive limited edition. Exactly. 
I, uh, I am excited. My artistry has changed a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm known for loving and, and manifesting safe space and things like that. And so I guess it's not that far-fetched, but I've shifted a little bit. I became a platonic touch therapist and uh, I got a, it's like a master cuddleist. Um, and so uh, while I have been doing this my whole life in different places and spaces uh, here in this community, I am certified to offer virtual sessions uh, to clients. So essentially I can hold space for people who maybe this pandemic has been a little bit rough for and give them a way to have human connection and still have, uh, you know, platonic intimacy uh, through different modalities that I learned in this course. And I'm really excited about that because I think that I was one of those people for, I, I didn't have any human touch for eight months in the pandemic. And so it was wild to be in that situation. And so I definitely am excited about that. Um, I'm excited that my brow bar is still alive online. I've got a virtual brow bar. I'm excited to use that and still, I want to be out here, uh, providing self-care education to folks, skincare education to folks. So pretty much it's still, how can we radically love ourselves every day? How can we provide ourselves with the tools that we need to love and care and pour into ourselves so that we can love and care and pour into our families, our communities, everything that we have going on around us. So it's the same. I'm just out here trying to love on people stiff. I love that. I love the whole like society-based, like cultural norm that self-love and practicing self-love is becoming. I'm like, wow, the youth are going to do such great things. I agree. I agree. As a parent of a teen, it's it's different watching them because there is a lot more openness. There's a lot more loving, cuddling, and it's all platonic between these kids. And they're like, nice. No, there's no gender lines or anything like that. And I love it because I feel like that's how I was raised. And so to see all these babies, you know, taking on these different things, it's just an amazing thing. And what that ends up meaning is that in the future, these are our adults who are going to be leaning into community care and taking care of us as elders. And so really we're just prepping everybody who's going to be taking care of our old ass. Yeah. Right. I guess I'm, I'm just excited for spring in general. Like I love that there was an art walk and I would love to see more black and brown people during that art walk, but I still appreciate it for what it is. Um, and like being outside and I guess I'm still a little discouraged because we gonna be in this house forever. And I miss like plays and live performances and dance classes, but, um, I'm just, yeah, excited for spring to come. And I feel like people create a lot in the springtime. And then I've been doing a lot of art-based workshopping. That's become so accessible for me with like the virtual world. So I'm really excited for that. Um, and just the group of people I work with doing that are all, like they all believe so much in like theater play and spending like silly time together, which I think we forget about as adults so quickly. So that's been something that's really been a part of my life more recently than, um, than it has in a while. So I'm juiced to keep creating with those folks. And, and then the Zero to Fierce Festival is coming up by the Playhouse. And another space, I wish there were more black and brown faces, but there's a good amount. And I'm really excited to see what they're doing. And um, I'm going to present some photography, which I haven't done in so long. So that will be fun. 
and they have like this whole kid section that I'm going to stick my kid in front of because he's been stuck in the house as an only child <laughs> for a year. Um, so yeah, I'm glad to see people like being creative with what we can do and spring and humble. What's one more question? I don't even know. I'm trying to. I'm also super juiced for Juneteenth, by the way. Mm. We are just going to be virtual, but I don't know about y'all, but that was the most fun virtual reality, whatever we want to call it, I had all year. That was, I, I will, I talked about checking out for a while. I will name that. I checked back into my body so hard at Juneteenth. I was alive and well at that I was event. just black and high. Like I was yes. just high on blackness <laughs> for like at least two weeks. It was, it was altering. I was back. I was like, oh, I, I'm alive. I can't sit here and wallow anymore. I, I need to get up onto my feet and be out here with everyone. Dancing the night away with Lorna. So fun. My legs were sore. Uh, we weren't even really yes. at the club and my, da- my legs <laughs> were sore. Like I woke up the next day like, oh shit, that was a dance party. Oh, Yo, I, so I was sweating. Good. I definitely broke a sweat. You that saw day. Kevin dance for the first time. <laughs> For years. When, when things open up and uh, I guess once baby's a little older, we'll, we'll have to attend more events together because I do dance. I know. It's funny. I feel like all of the hub is like social, but not to a great capacity. Like we were like, oh, yeah, monthly mixer. Cool. I'll see you then once a month. But I think we all can agree that we would be doing more things together as a hub. Well, the, the thing about free. the hub the thing about the hub is that we all dance every single one of us get down so that's the thing technically if we were all in a room that's a party like the five of yeah. us that's a party <laughs> well i'm for this i always literally juneteenth last year i just was like i cannot wait to do this in person with <sighs> babies running around in circles yeah smell yep. the barbecue like i <laughs> oh we have so many new new black food vendors so, so many new black businesses in general. Like, I feel like yeah. the, the lineup of yeah. tables would be popping. And then the population is just like growing and growing too. So good. But, you know, hey, we're out, you know, we can, we, we can have Juneteenth virtual. And if you have a favorite, you know, black food vendor that you enjoy, you got to go pick up your meal ahead of time so that you can be, you know, snacking while dancing on, on our celebration on Zoom. Right. For all the black and brown people listening, if you have an idea for Juneteenth, let us know because we want everyone's Mm -hmm. black dreams to come true. Juneteenth. I mean, I guess that falls under things that uh, that we're looking forward to is like more more programming for the community, more community collaborations with other organizations locally. Um, Just looking forward to, you know, mixing it up more more than we have now that we've you know, kind of adjusted to how things may be for a while. And speaking of mixing, we are still having our virtual mixers. That's something that I am enjoying hosting to, you know, full capacity. Uh, So I would love to see more people at that because it is a really cool way for us all to see each other once a month. Yeah. And it's been actually really good. Like new people come every, every month. Yeah. It's a good turnout. And it's been really fun getting to know people. It's almost easier to do it virtually because you're all forced into one giant conversation versus like mingling. But I mean, they obviously both versions are great in their own ways. And we're getting those people who are on the edges of humble too. 
So the communities that we weren't able to really reach into where there are maybe just a few black folks hanging out, we're getting those people in the Zoom. And that's the part that's exciting for me because these are voices that I wanna hear from. These are people that I wanna know what their art is, what they do, you know, how, what they're bringing to the community, but they're just far away. So the in-person ones were harder to get to. That is so cool. I mean, people coming in from, I think it's far away as Willow Creek on Zoom. So yeah, it's pretty neat. And what's also interesting too, is that we're still, we still have people, um, I mean, especially like even in our hub, right. But we have people that no longer live in Humboldt County that are still uh, part of the black community in Humboldt they County through these life. virtual events and stuff. And like, so, I mean, that's a, it's just a beautiful thing to see how, how this organization has evolved and how we've adjusted under these circumstances and how, I mean, I, we're, we're bigger than ever at this point. And I just got a call today of somebody that just moved to town and was, um, you know, looking for somebody to braid their hair. And so it's like, you know, the word's getting out, people are finding us, we're able to connect people to our black businesses and the things that folks that come from more diverse locations are used to that we've, you know, found here. So it's, just, it's amazing. Go, 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 go team. All right. Well, to everybody that's that's listening, the next um, season two of the Black Aesthetic podcast will start airing next week. We've got 12 episodes and they come out on Wednesday. Be sure to tune in. All in all, I've enjoyed working on this podcast and I think uh, season two is going to be super awesome and amazing. We've got a great lineup of local humble artists from artists to musicians to almost anything you can think of. Be sure to tune in every Wednesday. A new podcast comes out. We've got 12 episodes. If uh, you know any artist friends that want to be on it, email blackhumble at gmail.com. Yes, because we will certainly want to keep telling the Black artist story with a season three at some point. <laughs> Every time you do that, it makes me laugh because you go like whiny instead of like horn. I know! Like, I'm always like, why are you crying? And then I'm like, oh, she's doing the horn. Because <laughs> I'm a big baby and I got a baby horn. That was beautiful, y'all. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Black Aesthetic, y'all. This was the BH Hub, talking art, life, and just existence in Humboldt County. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast across all streaming platforms. If you want to get involved with the Hub or have questions or want to show us some love, you can hit us up at blackhumboldt at gmail.com. We're on all socials at blackhumboldt. That's B-L-A-C-K-H-U-M-B-O-L-T. And until next time, continue to walk in your Black excellence.